Today on From His Heart, we continue our journey through the deep riches of the Ten Commandments. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve. As we get into the fourth commandment concerning the Sabbath day, lots of questions, lots of confusion as it relates to that, especially for a Christian. I mean, the Sabbath day for the Jews, that was the seventh day, that is Saturday. We don't come to church on Saturday, we come to church on Sunday. And so we say, hey, something has happened to the fourth commandment. Well, God wants us to understand the fourth commandment and to obey the fourth commandment in our New Testament understanding of it. Thank you for joining us today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve as he continues moving through a systematic study of the Ten Commandments in a new series called Written in Stone. We'll begin exploring the Fourth Commandment today, which reminds us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Well, this one seems pretty straightforward, doesn't it? Well, there's much more to it than that. Today, Pastor Jeff shares three key elements concerning this commandment that we must remember to keep the Sabbath day a holy day. Now, this 10-message Written in Stone series is our thank you gift for your support from his heart this month of any amount, and it's available in multiple formats. Find out more when you go to fromhisheart.org. But hold off going there now. If you can, turn to the book of Exodus, chapter 20, as Pastor Jeff begins to explain the relationship between the Sabbath and the Christian. As we get into the fourth commandment concerning the Sabbath day, lots of questions, lots of controversy, lots of confusion as it relates to that, especially for a Christian. Do we just blow off the fourth commandment because we say, well, it really doesn't apply to us. And I mean, the Sabbath day for the Jews, that was the seventh day, that is Saturday. We don't come to church on Saturday, we come to church on Sunday. And so we say, hey, something has happened to the fourth commandment. Well, God wants us to understand the fourth commandment and to obey the fourth commandment in our New Testament understanding of it. Exodus chapter 20. Then God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God, Yahweh your Elohim, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the question, do you really understand the fourth commandment? Do you understand what it means to us today? Now, I want to share with you three very key elements concerning the fourth commandment to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. Key element number one, remember why the Sabbath was established. See, he says, remember, call to mind. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Well, remember why the Sabbath was established. Interesting, very, very interesting. The first three commandments, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. This one says, remember, remember. It's not a you shall not, it's a remember. So uh, is this something brand new? It can't be brand new if the Lord says, remember the Sabbath day. And we know that in Genesis, the Bible tells us about the Sabbath day. The Lord rested on the seventh day. But even for the children of Israel, they knew in Exodus 16 about the Sabbath because when the Lord rained down manna, upon the people so they would have something to eat in the wilderness. They ate manna for 40 years and it would be like dew on the ground and they would gather it up. It was like wafers filled with honey. Probably the closest thing we would say is something like frosted flakes, but it would sustain them. And here was the thing the Lord said, now you go every morning to get the manna, but the manna will come fresh every morning. If you wait too long, it's going to uh, dissolve in the sun and it's going to be gone and you can't store it. If you try and store the manna, you will find that it will breed worms and grow foul. You don't store it except on Friday. Friday, you gather twice as much as you need because it's not going to be there on Saturday, the seventh day, the Sabbath day. Exodus 16, verses 29 and 30. See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you bread for two days on the sixth day. Remain every man in his place that no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Well, they knew that before the Ten Commandments that this Sabbath day is a special day, but God wrote it in stone with the finger of God. Commandment number four, the laws of worship in our vertical relationship with him We keep this set aside to keep it holy, to keep it sacred, this one day in seven. Exodus 31, the Lord goes on to say this, but as for you, Moses, speak to the sons of Israel saying, you shall surely observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who sets you apart as holy. So the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath to celebrate the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. But on the seventh day, he ceased from labor and was refreshed. So why was the Sabbath established? Well, it's established 
for a sign. And it's a sign between God and Israel, between God and the sons of Israel. And first of all, it was a sign commemorating creation because he always connects it to creation. He says, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. You don't do any work. Why? For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy because that was his day of rest. So it commemorates God's creation. Now, how did God create? He didn't create by evolution. You will never get evolution from Genesis chapters 1 and 2. What you do get from the Bible is God created. And how did he create? He spoke. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Psalm 33, verse 9. That's how God did it. He said, let there be light and boom, there was light. And there was evening and there was morning the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day. And we know that evolution can't exist in a macro sense. Why? Because things reproduce after their kind. And so a a cat is going to reproduce a cat. A canine is going to reproduce a canine. And in, the, in horticulture, you have an apple tree. An apple tree is going to reproduce apples. You don't get a, a lemon from an apple tree. It just doesn't. Things reproduce after their kind. So things can't become other things. And the Lord makes it clear, this is how I did it. And he then connects it to the work week. So we know that when he talks about a day, he's not talking about an age. He's not talking about a geological period. In six days, you shall labor and do your work. What did that mean to them? Well, that's six 24-hour days. And the seventh day, well, that's a special day. You set that apart for the Lord. That's a seventh 24-hour day. And so we commemorate as we remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We commemorate God's creation because that's how God connected it, Genesis 2. And by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. So a sign for the Jews commemorating God's creation. But secondly, it was a sign commemorating deliverance from Egypt. Now, here's something so cool. So the Ten Commandments is repeated twice in the Bible. It's in Exodus when it was happening, and uh, that is recorded for us, Exodus 20. But it's also in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy is Moses' swan song, so to speak. It's three sermons he gave on the plains of Moab. Deuteronomy literally means second law. And it's not that God is giving them a second law, but Moses is reiterating the law to the people. And in Deuteronomy 5, he goes through the Ten Commandments. When it comes to commandment number four, there's more insight given in commandment number four. He says the same things that we just read, but then he adds this. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. So it's connected to creation. It's also connected to deliverance from Egypt. What is God saying? 
You're my special people. You're my special treasure. You don't live like everybody else. And there's one day in seven that you set aside to keep holy for me because I am the God who gives you life. And one in seven is a day that is special to me and to be focused on me. So very first essential, key essential. Remember why the Sabbath was established. Second essential. Remember why the Sabbath was so important. I mean, think about it. He's like, why why did this get in the Ten Commandments? To remember the Sabbath, to keep it holy. And why does the Bible talk about the Sabbath so much? You know, you could say, as it related to the Jews, this became the primo commandment. I mean, it's spoken of 130 times in the Bible. It's 76 times in the Old Testament and 60 times in the New Testament. You do a word search on the word Sabbath and you come up with those numbers in the New American Standard Bible, 50 times in the Gospels. And Jesus got in trouble with the Pharisees so much of the time with, as it related to the Sabbath. You are breaking the Sabbath, they would accuse Jesus of, because they had taken the Sabbath, something that was designed by God, who was a good God, something that was designed to be a blessing, they turned it into a burden. And they wanted to kill Jesus in John chapter 5. Why? Because he healed a man on the Sabbath, and he told that man, horror of horrors, to rise, take up your pallet, and walk. So they were going to kill the guy because they said, you're doing work on the Sabbath. You're carrying your pallet. You're not supposed to do that. And he said, well, the man that healed me told me to do that. Who's the man that healed you? I don't know. Then he found out it was Jesus. He ran back and says, it's Jesus that told me to do that. So they were going to come after Jesus. How dare you heal on the Sabbath? They had turned it on its head. But now the Sabbath is a very, very important day. And what makes it so important? You know, the, the penalty for blowing God off and doing what you wanted to do on the Sabbath and not keeping it holy, the penalty was death. Exodus chapter 35, then Moses assembled all the congregation of the sons of Israel and said to them, these are the things which the Lord has commanded you to do. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a holy day, a Sabbath of complete rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Numbers chapter 15, they find a guy, what's he doing? He's gathering wood on the Sabbath day, and they tell Moses, hey, we found this guy, he's gathering wood on the Sabbath day, what should we do? He said, I don't know, we're gonna have to ask the Lord, what should we do? And the Lord said, put him to death. He has profaned my Sabbath. And so they stoned him to death in accordance with the Lord's command. Now we read that and we say, well, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like something my God would do. Well, it's it's very evident, that's what he did. And so, you know, we read passages of Scripture like that, and we can't wrap our minds around how can a good and loving God do that. But God does do that. Remember what I've told you. God is not the God you want him to be. He is who he is. I am who I am. And God knows everything about every single person. And sometimes we see God do something, and we don't like it. We don't agree with it. And we put ourselves we who are sinners, above the God who is holy, 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 and we sit in judgment of the God who is holy, 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 and we say, you can't do that. You're not right for doing that. 
God forbid that we should ever do that. We may not understand what God does, but let me tell you something. A sinful man never points the finger at holy God and says, you're wrong and I'm right. No, God is right, and God does everything perfectly well. Shall not the judge of all the earth deal justly? Yes, God always deals justly. But now here is the thing. The Sabbath is really, really, really important. You break the Sabbath, and you put yourself in the crosshairs of judgment that will bring about death. But now, like so many things... The Jews turned the commands of God that were intended to be a blessing, and they turned them into a burden, and they turned them into something terrible, and they they created all these laws on top of laws on top of laws, and so they had uh, things that you couldn't do on the Sabbath. If a flea was biting you on the Sabbath, you couldn't kill the flea because they said that constitutes hunting. And you can't do that. You can't do that. on A woman couldn't look at her reflection in the mirror on the Sabbath because they said she might look in her reflection and find a gray hair. And if she pulls out a gray hair, that's considered work. And you can't work on the Sabbath. All sorts of crazy things. You can't spit in the dirt on the Sabbath. Why? Because you could disturb the earth and that would be considered plowing. It just became ridiculous. And so they accused Jesus of breaking the Sabbath. He broke their man-made laws on the Sabbath, but he never broke the Sabbath. And here's the thing. We all have a tendency to do this. We take the commands of God and we turn them into legalistic laws. And everything becomes an external legalism. The Lord wants us to understand the commandments from a heart perspective. And it's not just legalism, for instance. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. And maybe you're here and you say, yeah, I've never done that. I've never committed adultery. But I say to you, anyone who looks on a woman to lust for her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Who can say they've never looked on a woman to lust for her? Or in the women's women's case, looked on a man to lust for him. Hey, we're guilty of that. Those are heart things. And God is much more interested. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Pharisees did all the external things, but they didn't go deeper and look into their hearts because Jesus said, your heart is rotten. You're like a whitewashed tomb. You look good on the outside. It's external, but inside it's all rottenness. So remember why the Sabbath was so important because God is a good God and he wanted to bless his people. So three reasons why the Sabbath is so important and why the penalty is so severe. Number one, God wanted his people to work diligently. He says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. In it, you shall not do any work. God wanted his people to work and he had six days for them to work. And see, don't ever get the idea that work is a bad thing. Work is a good thing. Don't ever get the idea that work is a, is a, a consequence of Adam and Eve breaking God's commands. No, before Adam and Eve ever broke God's commands, when God created Adam, he created Adam before he created him, the first thing he did was give him a job. He was working. He, he put him in the garden to cultivate it and to keep it. That is work. 
Now, the, the uh, consequence of sin was you will earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. Toilsome, uh, hard labor, sweat is a part of the curse. But work is not a part of the curse, and God wanted his people to work. Now, we get the idea that well, what's heaven going to be like? for us as believers. What do we do in heaven? Do we have nothing to do? You know, people have that idea. Well, in heaven, there's, there's no work. What do you do in heaven? You just, you sit on a cloud and, and God gives you a halo and he gives you a harp and you just, you're playing your harp for ever. You know, after a while, let's face it, after a while, I mean, probably be good on the harp, uh, but you would think there's gotta be something more. No, God's gonna have work for us to do. And so the Lord wants his people to work diligently. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But now second reason for the Sabbath rest. God wanted his people not only to work diligently, but to rest completely. See, man is a house of three rooms. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I pray that your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your, your made spirit... That's how we know God in our spirit, soul, that's our mind, will, and emotions, and body, that's the physical part of life. And the Sabbath was given one day in seven, see the word Sabbath, Shabbat, means rest, and it's to cease from labor. It was given to, for us to rest and to put aside all the working things and to just rest our spirit, our soul, and our body. Some people don't ever rest. Are you always going and going and going to be productive, to accomplish something, to chase a goal, to follow your idol? Or can you rest, really rest your spirit and your mind? That's what we're learning in today's lesson called The Sabbath and the Christian. It's one of ten in Pastor Jeff's new series, Written in Stone, a study of the Ten Commandments. Now, if you just joined us, we're studying the fourth commandment from God that tells us to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And we're learning what that really means to us today. That's one of ten commandments that God gave us to show us the importance of obedience to His commands, that we willingly seek to show our love for Him. And the benefits of obeying them are, well, (laughs) out of this world. Over 20 years ago, Pastor Jeff felt like reaching the world would be the best thing to do to tell people about Christ and from his heart was born on radio and television. He was obedient to that call, and that's why God has blessed this ministry, heard now on over 800 radio stations nationwide, in 182 countries on TV, and all the time online. And it's made possible by the gifts of those who listen and watch and want to support this ministry. And that's why we'd like to ask you to consider a gift to From His Heart this month to help us continue to grow to more outlets in 2024 and share these kinds of truths from God's Word to the world. To say thanks for that gift of any amount today, we'd like to send you the new Written in Stone series, and you'll get it on either USB, CD, DVDs, or digital download. Your choice. Just call 866-40-BIBLE, 866-40-BIBLE, or go online to fromhisheart.org to make that gift. Again, you'll get the completely unedited messages from Pastor Jeff They're about 40 to 45 minutes each. 
you'll be inspired and empowered by these teachings that are vital for our lives and our world. Remember to make your gift today to help Pastor Jeff continue to reach the world through From His Heart Ministries. Again, call 866-40-BIBLE or go to fromhisheart.org. Thanks for joining us today on From His Heart. Join us on Friday when we'll open God's Word and share real truth, real love, and real hope from His heart. From His Heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember that no matter what, God loves you, and He has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out about that. Go to FromHisHeart.org.